This past weekend at Bush Stadium had the October feels in the August heat as the boys sweep the New York Yankees. We saw the emotional return of one Matt Carpenter. Yachty makes more history and will head down to the farm to check in on some of the top prospects in the organization to see how they're doing since the trade deadline. All of this coming up on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Happern. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, lifetime Cardinals fan, and I am your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio or follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You'll find Locked On Cardinals, a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you so you never have to go to a dealership again. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com and check out thousands of great cars. Now, before we get started, I want to say thank you to everyone for the birthday wishes over the weekend. Yep, my birthday was on Saturday. And my mom, check this out, got me this sweet 1982 World Series shirt from when the Cardinals beat the Brewers. So you rock, mom. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. What an incredible weekend it was for the Cardinals. Wow. Three-game series between them and the Yankees. Drew three sellout crowds. Uh, You had 46,472 on Sunday. 48,581 on Saturday and 46,940 on Friday for a total of 141,993 fans. The Saturday crowd was the largest ever at Bush Stadium 3. And uh, Sunday's was the 500th sellout in the history of the stadium. So well done to the Cardinals fans and to the Yankees fans for coming out and uh, buying a ticket and being at the game. It was quite the atmosphere. It was pretty awesome. But before we get into all of that, we need to go back and recap what we had this past week because it it was quite a ride. So we're going to go back to the trade deadline on Tuesday, and everyone was wondering what the Cardinals were going to do. Well, they trade half their team and then some to get outfielder Juan Soto from the Nationals. Will they make another bold move for names like Luis Castillo, Frankie Montas, Noah Syndergaard, Tyler Malley? In the end... None of those names came to St. Louis at all. Not even close, really. But the team did pick up Jose Quintana and Chris Stratton from the Pirates and then flipped injured center fielder Harrison Bader to the New York Yankees for Jordan Montgomery. Now, a lot of people, including myself, wondered, will that be enough to help catapult this team to that next level that they're trying to reach with the big boys like the Dodgers and the Mets, the Braves, the Brewers in the National League? Well, it turns out these guys aren't so bad, are they? Uh, Quintana, masterful on Thursday night, giving up one run on one hit and six innings of work as the Cardinals rallied late to get the sweep of the doubleheader against the Cubbies. And that kind of set the tone heading into the weekend with the Yankees coming to town. Now, it wasn't just that the team was winning ball games; It was the way they were doing it that really felt special this week. You get Yachty back on Tuesday. Uh, he and Wayno shut out the Cubs. The uh, come from behind walk off winning game one on Thursday. Then Quintana's debut on Thursday night. Tyler O'Neill's clutch shot in game two. All of this is great. But remember, you're playing the Cubs, who are not very good. 
who aren't a winning team. So the real test was when an elite squad like the Yankees comes in with the likely AL MVP Aaron Judge, uh, former Cubs star first baseman Anthony Rizzo, two-time batting champion DJ LeMahieu, former AL MVP Josh Donaldson, newly acquired all-star outfielder Anthony or uh, Andrew Benintendi, um, newly acquired pitcher Frankie Montas, who the Cardinals were had interest in and were trying to bring to St. Louis. Didn't happen. The Yankees, I guess, beat their offer. Uh, the resurgent Matt Carpenter back in town. This was going to be a real test. And the Yankees come into the weekend with the best record in the American League. Uh, they had the best record in Major League Baseball for most of the season after that crazy start they got off to. In fact, until this past week, uh, they did have the best record of baseball until the Dodgers overtook them. So the Cardinals haven't been good against good teams. We know about this uh, record of 18 and 27 against teams with a winning record. So this was it. This this was where you could see if your team really does stack up with the best or did the failure to land any of these big names that we talked about at the trade deadline. Does that does that doom this team moving forward? Well, I'm happy to report all is well and that perhaps we should give this front office, John Mozalek coaching staff a little credit for believing in who was already on the roster because the Cardinals looked really good this weekend against the big bad Yankees. Uh, Friday, Dakota Hudson got the start. He struggled through four innings, but Andre Palante does a great job, shuts down the Yanks with four shutout innings, and it kept the team in the game until they mounted their comeback in the eighth inning thanks to a two-out, two-run double by Paul DeYoung against Clay Holmes, and then Helsley shuts the door, come from behind, four to three win. Saturday, Cardinals debut of Jordan Montgomery against his former team and understandably emotions probably running high for him. Uh, he spent eight years in the Yankees organization and was visibly saddened when he got traded. But you could understand why he, he would labor a little bit in the first inning. After the game, he said, I was pretty nervous, especially with how hot it was. But once I got through DJ LeMahieu, it was back to business and I dialed it in. Now, he got through it. He induced nine ground ball outs and ended up giving the Birds five shutout innings. Also, one thing I noticed about Montgomery, that dude is big. 6'6", 228 pounds. That is a large man out there on the mound. Uh, the only thing that was slowing him down on Saturday was, was cramps. He was dealing with cramps in his hamstring and his calf, and uh, that was part of the reason he only went five innings in the start. He got some nice defense from the boys behind him because that's what they do. Arenado makes another spectacular play. Newt Barr with a great play in the outfield. So all in all, Quintana and Montgomery combined for 11 innings this week. They allowed just one run and three hits. That's getting it done. Hicks, Cabrera, Gallegos, they give you four shutout innings from the pen. And offensively on Saturday, you didn't need much. You had the lone run in the first on a two-out RBI single by Nolan Arenado. And it was donuts the rest of the way as the Cards get a one to nothing shutout win. Think about that, shutting out that Yankees offense. That's not easily done, and the Cardinals were able to pull that off. Now, things were a bit different on Sunday, though, as both starters really labored through the heat on a scorcher at Bush Stadium. Adam Wainwright got the ball for the Cardinals against Frankie Montas, who was making his Yankee debut for New York. Wainwright gives up one run in the first after a leadoff double and a sack fly by Matt Carpenter. The Cards answer right back in the bottom half. Carlson hits a leadoff single and eventually scores on an Arenado base hit. Second inning, things got a little weird with the strike zone. Uh, veteran home plate umpire Ed Hickox, he had a rough day, to uh, say the least, missing multiple strikes from Wainwright that led to added pitches for him. His pitch count started to rise and uh, pretty much cost him an out against Aaron Judge when he missed that that curveball that was right there over the plate. He called it a ball. I don't know if he got fooled or what, but Aaron Judge ends up getting a two-run single. 
And they that makes it four to one Yankees. You're like, oh boy, now we got to come back against the uh, Frankie Montas and the Yankees. Let's see what happens. But again, bottom half of the card, the bottom half of the inning, Cardinals come right back. DeYoung gets a walk, Yachty walks, Carlson hits an RBI double, Donovan walks, Goldie gets a sack fly. And then with two outs, Arenado unloads on a first pitch slider for his 22nd dinger of the year. And all of a sudden, the Cardinals have a six to four lead. Not at all the debut the Yankees were looking for from Frankie Montas, who cost them quite a few prospects, including their number one overall pitching prospect at the trade deadline. The Cardinals were patient at the plate. They made him work. And uh, when he did come over the plate, they tagged him. Uh, he only lasted three innings, gave up six runs on five hits. He walked three, only struck out two. Um, again, emotions probably running high his first game with the Yankees. Uh, he was on the bereavement list before that. So who knows what he was going through emotionally, but Cardinals took advantage. Uh, Wayno fared better, lasted four innings, but with the inconsistent strike zone that both sides were upset about, he ends up throwing 111 pitches. Did that just to try to ease the burden on the bullpen, even though he didn't have his good stuff on Sunday. Chris Stratton comes in with 2-1 in the fifth. He almost got out of it unscathed. I was rooting for the guy. Uh, he strikes out two batters and with the bases loaded, Aaron Judge comes up. He delivers a two-run double off the center field wall, nearly a grand slam. Then the game's tied at six apiece. Then uh, while Carpenter's at the plate, Yankees manager Aaron Boone, he gets tossed for complaining about the strike zone. Then between innings, pitching coach Matt Blake, he gets ejected for the same stuff. Uh, cards come right back in the fifth. New bar singles. DeYoung again comes through with an RBI double. Then Edmund singles and scores DeYoung, who uh, home plate umpire Hickox once again calls out at the plate, but he was clearly safe. And after the review, the run counts just, Another awful call on a bad day for Hickox. Uh, with the bases loaded, Goldie gets walked, and all of a sudden it's 9-6. to six. The Yankees getting back within one in the sixth, but in the eighth inning, you've got that man again. Paul DeYoung, his name was all over the box score on Sunday. Blasts a two-out, three-run shot to give the Cardinals that cushion they need. They finish the game winning 12-9. to The Young has quite the day. Two hits, two walks, three runs scored, and four RBIs, including the three-run homer in the eighth. He now has three home runs, three doubles, and 10 RBIs in his eight days since returning to the major league level. Wow. Talk about a shot in the arm for the offense, man. Paul DeYoung has been getting it done. Uh, Yachty gets his 1,000th career hit at Bush Stadium 3. Arnado drives in four, and every starter either had a hit or got on base at least once. Four hours and 25 minutes for this game to get completed, which is the longest nine-inning game in the history of Bush Stadium 3. 21 runs, 27 hits, 12 walks, three home runs, two ejections, and one sunny rainstorm which I find to be one of the most annoying rainstorms of them all when the sun is still out and it's pouring rain. It was a wild day at Bush, but that's now seven wins in a row for the Cardinals. It's their first sweep of the Yankees in franchise history. They've won nine of their last 10. They've moved past the Brewers and now hold a two-game lead in the NL Central. Amazing stuff. What a week it was for the Cardinals at Bush Stadium as they sweep not only the Cubs and the Yankees, but they sweep the homestand. So uh, good stuff there. Talking about good stuff, Matt Carpenter made his emotional return to Bush this weekend. We're going to discuss that next. Now, as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to. Number one, create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. 
Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers are visiting LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Katie Wu of The Athletic put together a really nice piece about Matt Carpenter coming back to St. Louis this weekend. Uh, if you remember, Carp spent 11 years in a Cardinals uniform. He was quite choked up at the press conference when he discussed how his son was excited to come back to St. Louis for the series. Carp was a three-time All-Star. He won a National League Silver Slugger Award at second base in 2013. And he was the type of player the Cardinals fans loved. Not that big, muscular, I guess, but but lean. You know, he's not this over, he's not an Aaron Judge looking type of person or a Matt Holiday sized person. Um, not particularly fast, uh, didn't have a great arm. I guess decent defender, but he had some pop from the left side, but but he worked his tail off. And uh, he did so so he could get to the major leagues. Uh, had an amazing eye at the plate. Didn't wear batting gloves, <laughs> which is something everybody uh, really liked about him. He was a grinder. Uh, 13th round draft pick. Had a bad last couple of seasons here in St. Louis where he struggled hitting after that wild 2018 season when out of nowhere he just rips a career-high 36 home runs for the team. But then the shift started happening. Line drives, ground balls that used to be hits and find holes were now unproductive outs. Uh, the power disappeared, just started, just shoom, down they went. Batting average plummeted, and after last season, Carp's contract was not renewed. He uh, caught on with the Rangers in spring training before asking for his release and then signed with the Yankees and has pretty much been one of their better hitters ever since. Uh, it's been a cool story for a guy who the city really hated the struggle. We didn't like seeing that. We hated seeing him struggle in those final years with the team because you liked Matt Carpenter. There was nothing anybody ever had against Matt Carpenter, but they had to keep putting him out there and he kept getting out and he wasn't finding the holes. And it just, it was tough to watch after a while. And you're like, why is this guy in the lineup still? And they were paying him a lot of money as the uh, contract that he had signed a few years earlier was, you know, coming to an end, but he was making a lot of money. So, his numerous standing ovations as he came to the plate this weekend, well-deserved, truly special. And it's one of my favorite things about Cardinals fans. I love how they embrace their former players. Not all of them were superstars. Matt Carpenter was never a superstar, but they were a part of the Cardinals family. And the fans continue to recognize them when they make their way to Bush Stadium each and every season. Yachty always does what Yachty, you know, he goes out in front of home plate area and gives that particular player his due spotlight. And then the Cardinals fans show their appreciation for the time and effort that that player spent here with the birds on the bat across their chest. Now, in reaction to the Cardinal fans ovation, Carp said, Cardinal fans never surprised me. They're just so amazingly loyal. No matter how they might have felt towards me at the end of my career here, yesterday was something that didn't surprise me at all, that they reacted the, that way because they are just that great of a fan base. He went on to say, I'll never forget this place. It'll always be home, and it'll always be family. It'll always be the greatest place ever. Couldn't put it better, Carp. He, he said it perfectly, and it was, it was good to see him. I'm glad that uh, he didn't have the most productive of uh, games against the Cardinals. They were able to hold him in check pretty good, but uh, it's good to see Matt Carpenter having fun, playing baseball, and doing well. 
that's that's the best part about it is uh, he's a very good hitter. It's kind of bizarre watching him out in right field when they put him out there. But uh, hey, it's the Yankees. They'll do what they do to get his bat in the lineup. Uh, speaking of bats in the lineups, we're going to head down to the farm and check in on some of the top prospects for the Cardinals on the hitting side and on the pitcher's mound. So we'll jump into that here in just a moment. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Did you make any money off of the Hall of Fame game between the Raiders and the Jaguars last week? You could have. Had you gone to BetOnline.net, you know you've got more preseason football coming up. And unless you're, you know... A nerd like me and you you want to see who's going to make the third string in the practice squads or you're, you're, you know, keep an eye out for your fantasy football guys. That, that's a smart thing to do, too, in the preseason. You never know who's going to be that hidden diamond in the rough. Um, Bet online is a place to go to make those games a little more interesting. So they continue to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to bet online today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So let's go ahead and head on down to the farm and check in on some of the top Cardinals prospects. Um, remember, a lot of these guys were rumored to be getting traded <laughs> for Juan Soto. Almost all of them, to be honest with you. Uh, there were rumors that they could be sent all over the place. So it shouldn't surprise you if some of them have struggled a little bit since that trade deadline. But now that uh, we flipped the calendar to August, let's uh, let's see what we got. So we'll start with the number one Cardinals prospect, third baseman slash outfielder Jordan Walker. Uh, he's now hitting 297 at Double A Springfield with 12 home runs, 46 RBIs, and 16 stolen bases. Remember, he is 20 years old and he's six five. He's a big dude and he's got 16 stolen bases. That's crazy to me. Um, he has struggled a bit since August began. He's just three for 18 with two RBIs, but he has been playing outfield now because the Cardinals are trying to figure out where the hell they can put his bat in, uh, in the everyday lineup uh, when he gets up to the major leagues, whether that's next year or the following year. Um, you know, we got kind of a hole in right field right now, now that uh, Dylan Carlson has permanently taken over center field. So Right field could be a spot. Um, obviously, you could still fill in at third base if you need to, but you've got Gorman and you've got Arenado over at third base, maybe a little first base when Goldie needs a day off. I don't know. They'll find a place to put him, or he could just DH. But um, obviously, he he's the big one that uh, the Cardinals decided, yeah, we're not going to trade him. We're going to keep him. Uh, how about their number two prospect pitcher, Matthew Libertor? He threw on Sunday for AAA Memphis. Six innings, allowed one run on two hits, struck out 10 walked none those are the kind of dominant games that you want to see out of liberator because you want to see him up in the pros like you want to see him stick with the major league club um been a little inconsistent to say the least um when he's been up with the cardinals so um they don't really need him right now i mean barring any other injuries um they're they're set rotation wise you you've got wayno michaelis um, Hudson or Palante, whichever way that, that number five spot swings, um, Quintana and Montgomery now. And, uh, we, we had an update on Sunday about Jack Flaherty that, uh, they very much think they'll get him back in September at some point. I don't know if he's going to be in the starting rotation there, uh, or bring him out of the bullpen. Kind of like, you remember the years like Wainwright would come back late and he would come out of the bullpen. Maybe they do something like that with him. I don't know. 
we'll, we'll see what they do. But um, they think he's going to be back, which is a little shocking to me. <laughs> uh, their number three prospect catcher, Yvonne Herrera, just two for 13 in August for Memphis with one RBI. He struggled coming up when he was up on the big club at the plate. And uh, he just needs some work, man. He needs some seasoning and just needs to stay down there. So with a healthy Yachty now, Kisner will be his backup. There really is no place for Herrera up on the big club right now. Uh, number four prospect, shortstop Mason Wynn, hitting 298 on the year with 10 home runs, 48 RBIs, and 30 stolen bases. In August, he's now six for 27, uh, 27 with five runs scored, one home run, one RBI, and two stolen bases. He was another piece uh, that people thought were going to get was going to get shipped for Juan Soto didn't happen, so they're they're glad to still have him and his cannon right arm over at shortstop at Double uh, A uh, Springfield. Uh, number five prospect pitcher Gordon Graceffo, also at Double A Springfield. He's eight and five on the year ERA of two point nine four. He pitched on Sunday as well through five innings, allowed two runs on four hits, struck out four. And uh, another one that we want to keep an eye on, uh, he's the, I think he's number six prospect in there, in there. Um, maybe he's like eight. Maybe I'm wrong there, but outfielder Alec Burleson, who's been mashing at AAA Memphis all season in August, he's six for 22, one home run, two RBIs, but he's hitting 329 on the year, 19 bombs, 73 RBIs. The problem is there's nowhere to play him right now on the big league roster. Uh, O'Neal, Carlson, Newbar, Dickerson, Donovan, Yepes, when he comes back. I mean, all of these guys are playing outfield for the Cardinals, so there's nowhere to put him. Unfortunately for Burleson, who's stuck at AAA, even though he's got these outrageous numbers, there's no way to put him on the, the roster. So September call-ups, I guess, barring any other injuries, which we hope don't happen because Newbar is tearing the cover off the ball right now. Carlson's been great. O'Neal's grounding back into shape. Uh, Dickerson's been solid lately. Obviously, Donovan can play all over the place. Yepes coming back for the uh, forearm injury. So the outfield's going to be a little crowded here real, real soon. But those are some of the top guys that the Cardinals uh, have in their system. So uh, you know, future is bright for the team. Uh, the team does have uh, Monday off. They will start a series in Colorado against the last place Rockies on Tuesday. So we'll be previewing that tomorrow. Uh, once again, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB Podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Uh, as always, uh, appreciate you guys listening. If you're on YouTube watching this, uh, make sure that you like, subscribe, comment, the likes and the subscriptions, those are big. Those, those are what will, will keep the channel moving. And uh, we've got some good momentum now, man. The Cardinals are on fire. Uh, we're, the numbers are up on YouTube uh, as well as uh, on our normal podcast page. So, uh, you know, if you have friends of yours who are fans of the Cardinals, tell them to come on down. we got room for them here on Locked on Cardinals. So, uh, yeah, do, do the comments. Like, subscribe. Uh, we love interacting with you guys down there in the comments on YouTube. And, of course, on the podcast, we appreciate you tuning in each and every day. I'm J.D. Haffer. Thanks for hanging with me. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs>